if you turn to John chapter 14, <clears throat> seems to be a tradition with talks that um, you ask a question of everybody and uh, does anybody know what an algorithm is? A few people, it's a computer thing. And um, it's interesting to know that it's uh, like uh, the movie said, um, words like kimono actually come from the Greek. Nobody saw that movie, that's right. Um, <laughs> comes from a Greek word which is arithmos, which is a process of rules, calculations, problem solving and all of that. And most of us come in contact with the world's version of an algorithm, but what I'm going to talk is about God's version of that. But when you ring a uh, company up, you often have to go through a lot of robot ver voices telling you how important you are, and uh, often they're pretty hard of hearing as well because I didn't quite hear that. And you get through this process to actually speak to a person, and uh, they often ask you a question like, um, if you want this particular thing, say yes or no, and I usually say yes or no, and that gets me through to a person. <laughs> but what's interesting is that they ask you a security question, and uh, my security question is, did Jesus say that believers would speak in tongues? <laughs> and I answer with, yes, Mark 16, verse 70. So you get to say a little bit to people as well. Um, it's interesting that uh, there's other things like, um, you know, when you actually speed dial something so you don't have to remember phone numbers and and you can tap and go so you don't have to remember your pin anymore. So all these machines are doing the thinking for us. And uh, also when you text somebody, often uh, they'll send a word that you didn't really want to say. And has anybody had that happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they're filling in what they think you want to uh, talk about. But here in John 14 and verse 26 it says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So it's comforting to know that in this uh, last few years of um, what you'd say was a reign of terror through the media, we've always had this peace and this uh, uh, comfort within. And uh, the fact that we know that Jesus can heal the sick because he told us and that he can protect us. But also it's interesting to know that when the disciples were told to go over the other side of the, the lake, and the storm came, that Jesus um, stood up and calmed the waves. And uh, they said, what manner of man is this that he actually uh, speaks and the wind and the waves obey him? So when we're told that we have to sort the climate out and we have to sort all these things out and human beings can do it, uh, I take the comfort that the Lord is the one that's in control of all of these things. And when I read the scriptures, that backs up exactly that. So we really have nothing to be fearful of. He's going to get us all over to the other side without our intervention, if you like. I'd rather have uh, my awesome father than my not-so-awesome big brother. 
We go to First uh, Corinthians chapter two. Pastor Paul went here yesterday, and uh, going to use a couple of the same scriptures there too. And uh, in verse sixteen, it says, "For who has known the mind of the Lord that He may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ." And I always think of the mind of Christ as the still small voice that's within us, and it's not the panicky voice that comes from our own mind from time to time. It's a still, small, in-control voice. And uh, that's such a comfort in this world. I remember standing behind a guy that was in a, um, a roadhouse once, and he was an emergency service guy. And he had written on the back of him, if you see me running, try to keep up. <laughs> so the reality is if, if God actually was nervous or lost control of the earth, then that's the time when we get worried. But in actual fact, he never does. He knows the beginning from the end. So regardless of what's coming or what, what's here, he's in control of it. So we don't have to run for it or anything like that. And in verse 12, it says, Now we have received, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also speak not in man's, uh, in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spiritual things to spiritual. So in actual fact, um, we actually know that things, when things happen to us, we're not lucky or fortunate like the world always says. We can actually know for sure that it's our Lord giving us what he promised to do. So there's nothing lucky about any of that or unfortunate. The world always says, and I used to look back at my old life thinking I was lucky there, but now I look back and know that the Lord, even before I came to the Lord, he intervened several times and he bailed me out of situations. And uh, now I can put that down to know that that's what the Lord promises us. So the reality of it is that we have this incredible promise in our life. Romans chapter 8 so that we know those things are freely given to us by our God. Unlike with the world and when you ring these particular companies, uh, Central's never busy uh, when we ring the Lord or we, we communicate with the Lord. He's always on the line. Some people might know that chorus, but it's, uh, it's true. He's always there. He's got access, we've got access to him 24-7. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, the sons and daughters of God. So we have this access code straight away uh, from the Lord. And in verse 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. He searches the hearts, knoweth that's in the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And it's interesting, some years back we were having a prayer meeting and uh, an African man came along uh, who was working on a road nearby and he, um, he's, he'd received the Holy Spirit when he was quite young. And uh, But he was in a church that told him it wasn't necessary or he didn't have to use it. And he said to me, why do you need to use the Holy Spirit? And I said, it's like we're on a, say we're a, a accused of murder and we go up for trial and we get given a lawyer to speak on our behalf. And we 
tell the lawyer what we want to say and he says it in a way that pleases the judge. And over the other side you have a, an accusing lawyer calling out accusations against you, but you have somebody to speak on your behalf. And I said, if you don't have that, you only have the voice of the accuser and, of course, you'll be found guilty. And I said, the Lord speaks on our behalf in a way that pleases God. And he speak, makes intercession for us. And he listened to that and I showed him the scripture and he said, yeah, I understand that. Uh, he didn't really do much about it, but uh, I often hear people say to me, oh, I talk to God all day, you know, walking around doing the housework or whatever. And I often say, do you pray in the spirit as well? Because Paul said, I pray in my understanding and I pray in the spirit. So we actually need to pray in the spirit as well as talk to God. It's all good, as the world would say these days. Um, my son used to say that. He used to tell me, all, before he came back to the Lord, he used to tell me all his woes and, and then he'd finish with, but it's all good, Dad. And I said, no, it isn't. And eventually he listened to that, praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 5, we'll go there and finish. And verse 12 says, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you had need one to teach you again, which is the first principles of the oracles of God, are such uh, are some such as have need of milk and not strong meat. And it's interesting, uh, some time back we had an outreach at Victor Harbour, it was quite a while ago, and we had the prophecy boards there. And a man came up to me and he was turned out to be spirit-filled, but he didn't believe you needed to be baptised and he didn't believe that you needed to have the Holy Spirit. And so we talked for quite a long time and uh, even got a little bit argumentative with him. And, and then he said to me, what's this prophecy all about? And I said, that's the meat. I said, we just spent half an hour arguing about the milk and you want to know about the meat. I said, you need to come get yourself right with God about the basics of Scripture before we go into anything meaty. You know, and uh, I don't know what he ever did about that. I, I guess uh, he didn't like what I said. But the reality is that people now in churches and that are still not acquainted with the, the milk of the word, let alone the meat of it. And I praise the Lord for our fellowship that has this banquet of a um, of the word of God that we have, because it goes on to say, um, for everyone. Is used, uh, uses the milk is unskilled in the word and righteousness uh, for he is babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those that by, who by reason of use have their senses ex- exercised to discern both good and evil. That word, uh, that phrase there, by reason of use, is uh, one of my favourite ones. Is that when you're using the Holy Spirit, and when you're using the word of God, it's a whole lot better than just reading it or um, praying without it. You know, all of those things is what makes us grow and what makes us increase by reason of use. We need to use the things that the Lord has given us. Uh, they're His algorithms, if you like. They direct us to all truth and they direct us to the things that we need to see rather than the things that perhaps we want to see. So they will always direct us in the right direction. And the more we use them, uh, the more we can actually help other people use them as well. And uh, all of these things are principles that the Lord has put into place 
for us and so that we can discern in this time which uh, most truths are in, and are inverted, you know, truths have been put down here and lies have been put up there and uh, the whole world is an inversion and we know who's probably responsible for that. But we have this discernment through the Holy Spirit and then we can sift out the things that are not true and the things that are and, and cleave to those and we can help others with that as well. And all the people said, Amen. Amen.